This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards, New York Times bestselling author Chanel Clayton's The Last Train to Key West is a warm, vibrant, and utterly compelling beach read that will have readers dreaming of tropical summer days in the Florida Keys while covering a little remembered moment in American history. The Last Train to Key West is another example of Clayton's gorgeous historical storytelling as she brings to life three bold young women whose paths cross over Labor Day weekend 1935, when a devastating storm wreaks havoc on the Florida Keys, the very first Category 5 storm to hit American soil. These women seem very different on the surface, but ultimately their lives will never be the same after their chance encounters during this life-altering, completely unforgettable moment in history. Clayton has a gift for transporting readers back in time, weaving in elements of Cuban-American history that aren't often focused on in literature, and the last train to Key West offers no exception. On Key West, located just 90 miles from Cuba and 130 miles from Miami, three women are brought together by Flagler's Railroad, a marvel of early 20th century ingenuity and ambition. This feat of engineering brought tourism to the island, once isolated from the mainland of the United States. There's Helen Burner, pregnant and living in a rundown shack, serves tourists and locals coffee and key lime pie in a diner every day but is trapped in an abusive marriage and yearns to escape what she once thought of as paradise. Murder Perez has just married a notorious American, a relative stranger to her in an arranged partnership in Havana. As they honeymoon in Key West before boarding the train to New York, she learns that her new husband's illicit business interests might be as threatening to her life as the looming storm. And then there's Elizabeth Preston, who arrives in Key West from New York to save her family from the financial trouble brought on by the Wall Street crash. There, her search for a loved one amongst the veterans' camps of the recent Great War leads her to an unlikely ally. The women unexpectedly cross paths as the storm grows and head straight for the Keys over Labor Day weekend. But when the sky clears, these women will be bonded forever and left with the opportunity to take stock and find newfound appreciation for life and love. Chanel Clayton is the New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of Reese Witherspoon Book Club Pick Next Year in Havana and When We Left Cuba. Originally from Florida, Chanel grew up on stories of her family's exodus from Cuba following the events of the Cuban Revolution. Her passion for politics and history continued during her years spent studying in England, where she earned a bachelor's degree in international relations from Richmond, the American International University in London, and a master's degree in global politics from the London School of Economics and Political Science. She also received her Juris Doctor from the University of South Carolina uh, School of Law. Joins me now here on Speaking of Writers. Chanel, welcome to this program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So, Chanel, what inspired you to write The Last Train to Key West? It really started with the hurricane for me. Um, I was finishing up the novel that preceded this when we left Cuba, and I came across a list of some of the deadliest storms that had hit the United States. It was hurricane season, and it was sort of a, a retrospective on, on some of the, um, the hurricanes that have made a huge impact. And when I was reading the list, I was really surprised that um, being a Florida native, I, I had never heard of before, the Labor Day hurricane of 1935. And as I read more about it and the toll it took on the region and all of the intersections with the railroad um, and with the veterans that were sent down there, I was really inspired by the story. And it was a book that I wanted to write. Chanel, how is The Last Train to Key West related, if at all, to your first two books? So this one's a little more loosely related because it takes place um, decades earlier. So um, with my first two books next year in Havana and West Cuba, 
those are all set around the Cuban Revolution of 1959. This book is set in 1935, and it does feature some ancestors of the Perez family. So um, Beatrice and Elisa, who are my heroines from the first two books, their aunt is one of the heroines in this book. But it can be read out of order with my other two um, because it's really kind of taking a jump back and, and looking at the earlier history of Cuba and Florida. In the introduction, I gave uh, some descriptions of the three main characters here. How did you create these three, Helen, Murda, and Elizabeth? You know, the more I thought about the book and I started to kind of look at the different intersections, um, the railroad, the ease of travel between the United States and Cuba, the impact that the Depression had, um, as well as kind of looking at the, the time period in the Keys, the fact that Prohibition had just ended, and the fact that you had all these kind of fascinating intersections, I really started to think about the characters that would populate the novel. And I knew I wanted to tell the story from different perspectives, to have characters that represented different backgrounds and um, whose lives were kind of influenced in unique ways by this storm. Chanel Clayton is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Her new book is The Last Train to Key West. What was your research like for this book? It was a really interesting book to research. As I had mentioned, you know, I wasn't really familiar with the storm when I began researching the book. But because it did have such a huge impact, um, and sadly because the death toll was so high, there was quite a bit of inquiry after the storm. Um, there was a big congressional inquiry that was launched because a lot of people were really looking for answers on why um, parents perished down in the Keys and what kind of, um, you know, factors led into the lack of government response in terms of evacuating them. So there was really a rich congressional record to go from. Um, there have also been some wonderful nonfiction books written about the event that I was able to rely on. Um, but I really like to consume as much media as possible with my books. Um, so just looking at old photographs, you know, reading memoirs, interviews from storm survivors. I went down to the Keys myself to, to get a sense of, of the region and where all of the pivotal events happened in the book. So really just kind of immersing myself as, as much as I could in the story. What did you learn about Flagler's Railroad? You know, that was another thing that was really fascinating to me, being from Florida. Um, I had not really heard of it before the book, and it was really interesting to hear the ease of travel. You know, basically you could take a train down from New York uh, to Key West, and then in Key West you could board a ferry that would take you to Havana. And so it was really interesting to, to realize that back then, you know, people would, would travel so freely between the two places, um, and how much kind of cultural exchange you had at that time between the two places. You mentioned Havana. We're talking to uh, Chanel Clayton here on Speaking of Writers. Her new book is The Last Train to Key West. How has your uh, Cuban-American heritage and family history informed the writing of your novels? They're definitely a passion project for me. I've really enjoyed being able to learn more about my history, um, especially going back in time a bit. You know, I grew up with the Cuban Revolution of 59, certainly being a pivotal event for my family and something I, I, I very much grew up on. But to be able to go back in history and kind of look at the events that led up to that, looking at the, the political turmoil in the 30s, was really interesting for me. And definitely just to have a, a new appreciation of, of where my family comes from and, and all that they experienced. What was your primary challenge, Chanel, in writing this novel? You know, I think one of the biggest challenges, but also kind of, it was it was both challenge and one of the things I enjoyed the most about it was that it, it's on such a short timeline. The majority of the book really takes place over Labor Day weekend. And so with um, the weather conditions being as documented as they are because of all the congressional inquiries, I had to be very careful to make sure that the plot fit 
what the weather would have been doing at that moment in time at the place where my characters were. And so there was a lot of um, kind of very tight navigating with the timeline to make it historically accurate and, and to fit what happened. If you had to, the, to say this book is about one thing, what would that be? I think it's really about surviving um, when life catches you unexpected. Do you use an outline or are you a pantser? I am definitely a pantser. Um, and with this book, it, it was a challenge at times. I mentioned about the tight timeline. And it was definitely tough um, because, really, I didn't have as much room to maneuver as I'm, I'm used to with my books. So I did kind of write panting and then have to go back and edit it a little bit more tightly to, to make sure I adhere to that storm timeline. In what way, if any, is this uh, the book you wrote uh, different from the book you set out to write? That's a great question. You know, I think all of my books kind of take me on a bit of a journey. Definitely the panting contributes to that. I don't think I realized when I began writing how much the characters would kind of weave together and how much the storylines would influence each other, and that was definitely something that bore out as I was working on the book. What are your writing habits, and what's the best writing environment for you? It really depends on what the deadline and the book dictates. Um, I, I definitely kind of adjust according to what's going on in my life. The one thing that's very consistent for me is I use Scrivener, I find that to be the most helpful program um, for writing historical fiction, particularly when I'm working with different timelines because I like the formal, the format and the way that I can kind of move uh, the different scenes around and the different characters. And I love that I can drop all of my research into the program as well. So that's definitely my go-to when I'm drafting. If you had to name one book that made you who you are today, what would it be? Oh, I love that question. Um <laughs> You know, I'd have to say uh, Waiting for Snow in Havana by Carlos Ayer. I read it, and it was kind of one of the first times that I saw my family's experiences represented in, in literature, and it, it meant a great deal to me to kind of have that story and that impact. What genres do you especially enjoy reading and which you tend to avoid? I pretty much read every genre. I can't really think of one that I don't. Um, I love suspense. Obviously, read a lot of historical fiction, um, fantasy, romance pretty much everything. I mean, I, I really enjoy, as a writer, learning from other genres and, and other authors. What moves you most in a work of literature? I think the characters really are the ones that speak to me the most. Uh, my books are tend to be very character-driven, and usually that's where I kind of find my footing in the story and what really dictates the direction of the story for me. And are you hard at work on another novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? I can. So I actually just today finished um, edits on my next book. So it'll be out in 2021. And the title is The Most Beautiful Girl in Cuba. And it's a, kind of inspired by a true story. It's set um, during the Gilded Age and sort of the dawn of the Spanish-American War. And it's inspired by the story of Evangelina Cisneros, who was a Cuban revolutionary who was falsely imprisoned by the Spanish. And she sort of became this international celebrity. She was dubbed the most beautiful girl in Cuba by um, William Randolph Hearst. And she was very much used as a rallying cry to get the United States involved in war with Spain. So it was a really fascinating book to research, kind of going back in time again um, in Cuban-American history. All right. And uh, where can uh, readers and listeners connect with you online? I'm on Instagram at Chanel Clayton. I'm also on Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. And my website is www.chanelclayton.com. book is The Last Train to Key West. The author is Chanel Clayton. Thank you so much for joining me. 
Thanks for having me.